Hello, and welcome to Miss D's Lunacy. My guest today is a famous tenor hailing from Argentina. He's a songwriter, a lyricist, and a versatile musical artist. He has studied linguistics, acting, tap dancing, and jazz, and has sung operas in famous opera houses in wonderful places. Please welcome Fernando Mesulam. Hello, Miss Ulan. Miss D, how are you? I'm wonderful, and it is such a pleasure to have such a talented artist such as you with the most incredible voice that is as famous as the wonderful tenors of Pavarotti, Domingo, and Carreras. I have to say, your voice has moved me into shaking moments. They are, it's so beautiful. So tell us a little bit about Rosario and how you started singing at the age of 16. Okay. Well, first of all, thank you very much for the compliments. I, I, people are not going to see this, but I'm blushing. So, <laughs> um, Rosario. Rosario is, if you want a historical fact, it's the second major city in Argentina. It's uh, one million people live there. And a lot of people like to think that it's the avant-garde or cultural city. It's probably where most of uh, Argentinian artists come from, from fine art, like Lucio Fontana, which is a famous painter, classical musicians, Eduardo Delgado, who resides in the States, uh, Ernesto Bittetti, famous guitar player who resides in, in the U.S., Jose Cura, worldwide uh, famous tenor, who actually we studied the same technique uh, with the same maestro. And what was his name, your maestro? My maestro's name is Sergio Tulian. He's 83, <gasps> turning 83 this year. He's been teaching for 50 years. And he's a lovely man and is so enthusiastic and passionate about the human voice, and which is contagious. I remember when I wrote him a long letter back in the day, uh, Ask him, begging him to hear me, to see if I was worthy of his tuition. And my email was kind of witty and funny because I was quoting stuff he sang with a comedy group back in the 60s. And he said, okay, your lack of protocols, to be politically correct, you use other words, made me want to meet you. So that we set up a meeting, I sang for him, and that's how I started. And I remember traveling five hours from Rosario to Buenos Aires for my lesson and back. And after years of studying the technique, I remember he closing the piano and saying, when he went to his room and he brought an envelope back. And I said, Maestro, what was that? This is all the money you paid for the lessons. I only charged you because when there's money involved, that I thought that would have disciplined you more. But it's been an honor teaching you, Fernando, and you're like my great son to me, which I was in tears when he said that. And he closed the piano and said, "Is your money back. You know everything you need to know about the technique. Now study repertoire with this person, which is my repertoire teacher, back from Argentina and get on a plane and get the hell out of here. Wow. And I, I'm, I'm touched when I'm just quoting him. He's been, he's been great to me. Because he's, he's not cheap. 
Yes, but you have an amazing talent. It's yeah, extra- really. I mean, I, I hear you, and I mean, it's just like, you just yeah. want to melt. <laughs> you you have quite a powerful voice, which is not very common. Thank you. That's that's one of my strengths: the the the, the power, that's the right. ringing, and the power on my on my high notes, which you're amazing. He held me a lot for. Yes, and we we are going to hear some of this music that will absolutely astound you with its beauty and its depth of character. It's extraordinary. And you're basically a tenor, but you reach something that most people can't do. What was it called? Tenato spinto, something that's yeah, well, very I, unusual. I'm, I'm a tenore spinto by definition, which is a, 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 I sing the most uh, daring or, or uh, repertoire in the, in the grand opera, the grand Italian opera, the most... Uh, Demanding roles. I don't know because of, it's because of my technique, but it's what I'm. It's what my instrument it's made for. So I sing Turandot, Tosca, Cavalleria Rusticana, Otello, Andrea Chenier, which are uh, really demanding physically, emotionally, uh, and well, vocally, of course. It's tough. But very few people could do this because it's a dramatic voice. Yeah. And I mean, all these operas are extraordinary. What you've done, they're extraordinary. Yes. So, in, so tell me about your your mentor, who because this is a fascinating story. Before we get into this beautiful music, which I think everyone will appreciate, and I certainly did too, that you had your patron that walked. Oh, Patrick! Patrick, yes. yeah, another amazing man. I like to believe. Yeah, people don't cross his path paths by by chance. No, we, I agree. We, it's, I met so many angels in my life. Oh, that helped me a lot. Uh, I think they forgot me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're one of them. My <laughs> uh, Patrick Neronia. Patrick Neronia. It's a uh, an honorable, amazing man, who fifty years ago came all the way from India to London by foot without taking any transport, any public transport, not even, he didn't even ride a bike. He walked. It took him two years and a half. He met a lot of people along the way. He wasn't that young, he was 31. The only transport he got on was, was, a boat. was the, the boat to cross the Bosphorus exactly. and from Calais to Dover. Exactly. And he's a lawyer. He made a very good life. And he's been a patron of the arts for the last 40 years in London. And he has his own orchestra, which is the orchestra I recorded with. That we're going to hear the recordings exactly. shortly. Yes. Uh, very generous. Don't tell uh, me he I was barefoot. Have, don't tell me. I don't know, because I never asked him, but I know he wrote a book about that. But he, the book was written so long ago that I remember he told me a story when he went to some publishers. They they just they dismissed the story because it wasn't commercial. Now. Uh, but now we've seen lots of movies and lots of books of kind of similar stories, which is a shame because he, he lost the manuscript. Uh, but oh, he's... No. Uh, yeah, he's one of those um, anonymous heroes. 
I believe it. Patrick Noronha. Noronha, yeah, yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. He has an orchestra, and there's a few songs where he was actually the conductor. Yeah, he conducted one of of them. Yes. Yeah, we did a a lovely work in the studio. Uh, Funny enough, life. The sound engineer is also from Rosario, Argentina. He's based in London. How amazing. And we met here. Uh, yeah, uh, you can't make that uh, up. No. no. Extraordinary. So we worked. Uh, Connections for, were made. Yeah, unbelievable. And we were, We made a good job. It was a small orchestra. Then we were held by, by a software that not many musicians like. But, yeah, he held us. It was called Symphonia, which is another digital orchestra, orchestra that plays at the same time on the orchestra. So we doubled the instruments. He conducted. I sang. The... Um, most interesting fact that I could say about that recording session was that we this is just one take. We decided to do it old fashioned. So if I needed to sing something again, it wasn't copy and paste, it was just sing the whole thing again and Live. just take the best take. Live. Wow. Now how did you get into uh, linguistics and tap dancing and 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 acting and how did all that, it, was it just sort of a, well, uh, a flow that just happened bit by bit? Rosario, where I come from, it's a, we don't call it a city, it's a macro village. So even though there's a million people, we know, we all know each other, we all at least have one person in common. And like a comedian from Rosario said, what, what do you expect, there's nothing else to do. So that's where we study languages, we go and paint, we do acrobatics, whatever it is. That's it. Everything is 10 to 15 minutes away, so you have a lot of time. And that's how it started. My mom is a former ballet dancer, so I grew up inside a, a theater. All the ballet dancers were, were my nannies. I live in opposite the opera house in Rosario. And that's how it started, just by being curious. I was a break dancer. So I used to get paid to dance like Michael Jackson in nightclubs. Wow. That was, uh, that was my first job. Oh, and my goodness, I, I want to go dancing. <laughs> I cannot do that. The moon, I could do the moonwalking, but not the other stuff because I would break something. But, yeah. um, that's how I started. Then linguistics, because I love reading. I used to sell books, and one thing led to the other. But the thing I love the most, that it's... I love them all. I think they're all part of me. Yeah, but it's very ta- but, I mean, it's very taxing to do all this. Yeah, I will just repeat what I said because I remember when I met Sergio Tulian, my maestro. Um, he asks every student the same question, which is what I do with somebody who wants to study singing technique with me. It's a simple question, but it's a deal breaker. Why do you want to sing? It's a very simple question. My answer to that, and the first thing that came to me, and I literally spat it out, was because if I don't do this, I die. Oh. It's... It's part of your soul. Yeah, my father being a lawyer and a criminal lawyer and the the things that comes with it was very reluctant to my choice. I remember one of the many arguments we had in regards to this. I told him, listen, this is not something I do or I want to do. 
this is something I am. I cannot be somebody else. So I pay and paid a high price for my freedom, but it's 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 mine. I why do I say freedom? Because ancient Greeks said that freedom is to live out of what you do best. And very powerful. Yeah. yeah. It, it's a gift. I mean, it's something that you have to do. It's like somebody yeah. wanting to fly off an airplane. I wouldn't do it. I'd have a heart attack. But <laughs> <laughs> I'd be going, woo. But it's amazing the power of personal feelings and things that are in your soul, which I think is so important about people, and that's what makes them so interesting. They have passions. Yeah. And music was your passion. And your father was a criminal lawyer. It was his passion. So you have to give a trade-off a bit, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, you mentioned soul. And I just read, it's not that I'm, I'm, I'm a geek or I love to quote stuff, but they come. It's Please like do. a trigger. Because um, I wrote a documentary about the history of singing. I used to showcase in schools in Argentina 15 years ago, 13 years ago, 2005. Um, and Egyptians said that the voice is a soul's breath. You can see somebody's soul through his voice is the only thing that material about the soul is is the voice the voices don't lie they say voices and eyes yeah they say they can see through your soul through Mm -hmm. both of those i love that i think it's wonderful now let's just hear this song which we're about to hear which called nisun dorma it was recorded in london and we've got to hear it. So let's hit it. Let's let's. So this is an opera. It's part of Turandot, which was the last opera Puccini wrote, which was unfinished, and one of his students, Frank Wolfana, finished. And to me, I mean, I, I, this is the opera I sang the most, and also the. That will won't speak won't speak highly of my acting skills because all the characters I play are some way related to me, and I think I'm yeah. This is a, a prince who lives in exile and comes back and claim what belongs to him and yeah. Nessun dorma literally means in in Italian. No no one shall sleep. That's what That's he right. sings. No one shall sleep tonight because at dawn the truth will will be revealed. So. Hit it, maestro. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 
absolutely beautiful. Now, I want my listeners to hear this. I was invited to Mark Ransom's gallery, and we have some friends in common, and I think you work there as well. They had a wonderful dinner across the street, and all of a sudden, you get up, open the door, and start singing, and we're all going, oh, my God, oh, my God, what just happened? What just happened? And that just happened. And I said, this man is the most powerful singer I've ever heard. I mean, I, we were moving. We were moved to tears. I, I mean, I said, this man is the most talented. Pa- this is a beautiful song, by the way. And it was, uh, the conductor was Patrick Norona, right? Yeah. It's yeah. beautiful. It is, uh, but to think of somebody getting up in the middle of a dinner party <laughs> and just singing. It was a phenomenon to me. It touched me very deeply. I want you to know that. Thank you. And I just went running after you going, wait a sec, you're not going anywhere. You got to talk to me. You got to talk to me. Because it was absolutely beautiful, beautiful. And you moved everybody in the room. We didn't know what to say. Yeah, I like to, um, when, when, when we study and when, when we become professionals, it's, it's, we're always told or said that we should look after our instrument, which... I do, but then I remember an enormous phrase lots of conductors or repertoire teachers tell you, or if you're going to sing a long time, you're going to make a long career, you have to sing with the interests and not with the capital, meaning holding back and be, being impeccable but not risking. I cannot do it. I give everything, even though it's a dinner, if I'm singing in my house with my friends <laughs> or I'm on stage because... I love it, and I cannot do it other way. I believe that's you. probably why you feel that. I think it, I, I, that, I feel that, the passion. Yeah. I feel the passion. I feel the passion, and I mean, th- these operas are just the most beautiful things in the world. Yeah. Very, very moving, very stunning. Now we're going to hear Tosca, which is very difficult to sing. Yes, isn't yeah. that what we're listening to now? Yeah, <gasps> we're going to hear Eluce van le Stelle, which means when. The, the stars were shining, yes. which is the last act of, of Tosca, which basically the character was a former revolutionary who has been in jail. Now he's going to face a shooting squad. So he's writing a, a farewell to life. So for the audience, I mean, imagine that somebody comes and tells you, listen, you got five minutes. And that was and you doing yeah. the song. Because you had in the pl- in the yeah, play in yeah. the opera, you had five minutes. So to he writes a poem to his beloved one, saying, "Oh my God!" And it's all in his mind because he's not writing it; it's, he's thinking of it. And, and why is it so difficult to sing? Because if you intend, if your intention is to sing it how it's written, which is written in a beautiful way, it's technically very difficult. So that's when the actor has to come before the singer. If you sing it as a song, it's really hard. If you're just looking at the nose and and the way it goes, the cadences and stuff, because it's a very uncomfortable place for the tenor's voice. But then, or at least that's, that's, that's the way I resolve it technically, it's just to act it and forget about the music and just be the character. At least that, that's what works for me. Maybe for other singers it's not, but it's, it's, it's not easy. It's not in a comfortable 
zone for a tenor. Extraordinary. I can't wait to hear it. Okay, maestro. It's extremely powerful. It has such emotion in it. Funny enough, and I hope people don't get me wrong, I, I, I really got into tears. The guys in the studio, they thought, because I was in the cabin, uh, when the orchestra was all around me, and and they said, come on, come on, and just just give me five minutes, because I'm really moved. I'm, I need to recover. Oh. No, so that 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 does not act it. It just. But it's, I really it, cried. It really is. Ent- you can hear it in your voice. 
the intensity and the power of how you feel of sadness and oh my goodness mm. you, it, you can hear it i mean it's 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 extraordinarily very very strong i think you recorded this in argentina i believe no this one this one was the orchestra here in london ah, we we're gonna london. gonna hear something later that i, I recorded oh, right. it was it brings me a lot of memories uh, oh. of those uh, less professional days well, less I, professional in the way that we didn't get paid that much or we weren't that's true. acting that often performing that often but yeah i remember saying this to the guy i forgot that we're going to go into that i presume shortly but with my very good friend peter peter ferrante and we did a, a show we was called canto cruzado crossed singing but Cruzado also means crusade. He sings heavy metal and rock, and I sang opera. We did Beatles, Queens, all stuff mixed uh, vocally together. We 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 did that show for for two three years, and but I remember telling him and and telling other people I sang opera with in Argentina that the older we get, the the thing that consumes the most time in your life is your job, right? So what would be best than working with friends? So that's a little thing that I miss a bit. Collaboration. Yeah. Yeah, but um, I'm going to tell you later uh, what I'm doing. Uh, it's a project that okay. started after we met, actually. Okay, because you did a very amazing project mm-hmm. afterwards. I think you did... Something that I yeah was we're on. working on it we're still I was in it. London then I left yeah st- but you you were the um, catalyst inspiration the catalyst yeah. oh thank you so yeah. much yeah. but you're an inspiration to me oh thank you <laughs> so now thank you you see mutual admiration I admire you greatly so now we're going to hear Di Quella which is a very oh. high range and you need a heroic tenor to sing it. Oh yeah, most can't. Most people can't sing. It's this. really, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I've been to a couple of opera houses to to watch some performances lately in major opera houses, and uh, all of the tenors, all of my colleagues. I don't know whose decision is, so I'm not going to say blame, blame, but it's a strong word. But who to make responsible of? They lower the pit, the pitch. And you make they it don't high. sing it on in the original, which is a high C, which is what you have to sing. And I don't know. That's what we study for, to be there and to sing it. Uh, so, wow. But yeah, it's really demanding. It's short. It's a war song. Uh, so he's a gypsy who's trying to revenge his mother who's been kidnapped, and he's gathering his army to go and save his mother. So di quella pira means from from that pyre. So they, they're about to set his mother on fire ay, ay, ay. in a pyre. So he's trying to avoid that. So, yeah. That's what the song about. It's, it's, it's also very It's intense, intense. And I have to sing on top of a choir and a very, uh, I mean, a big orchestra. So, yeah. It was, and actually that was the first song I recorded uh, then. Yeah. And I think it went well. <laughs> okay, we're going to hear Di Quella Pida. I hope Bravo. he does save her. Oh, dear. Does he save her? 
Uh, ah. Let's let's uh, yeah. Let's That's invite not... people to the opera yeah, yeah, and yeah, find yeah. out. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> got a little kick to it. Yeah, yeah, the character has some mummy issues, you can tell. Oh, <laughs> but it's so incredibly sung and it's vibrant and wow, it's such a daring voice that you that the character yeah, sings. Yeah, it's very it's, oh, it's it's really challenging, tough and you need a lot of stamina for the whole opera actually. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And where you did this in London, I think. I recorded that in London. Oh, yeah. You came here seven years ago, yes? Uh, eight. Eight years. Oh, yeah. Because I Time, met you yeah, last year. Yeah, we met last year. Well and done. <laughs> I remember. Well, I said seven last year, but yeah. now it's eight years. Oh, you're yeah, amazing. The talent, the talent, the vibrancy. I mean, you put. It, it's just wonderful. I'm. I'm just in love with your voice. It's just very titillating. I must say. Thank you. It's quite remarkable. Okay, so now we're going to hear, let's talk about Amor Tivieta Opera, which is, again, very difficult to sing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hate myself, what can I say? What? Yeah, you, yeah, you really <laughs> I'm put masochistic. Your... <laughs> now, yeah. yeah. Amor Tivieta, which literally means love, vietare in Italian is to prohibit. Yes. Uh, to forbid. Um Forbids you not to love. Forbids you not to love. It's double denial. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, Fedora, the opera written by Giordano, is not represented very often. And there's not, there are not many scars and parts known of the opera. The song got very well known, which is, is a prince in love of a countess and he's starting to, he's 
yeah, telling her, listen, love forbids you not not to love, surrender, stop playing hard again. <laughs> yeah, this is what opera is all about. <laughs> and if the words are really, the, the poetry in this song, which is short, but it's all there. For example, I remember lots of pianists loving just the music. The pianists are sometimes, they have to love opera and just to be willing to accompany you. Some, sometimes they, they, because it's challenging, they need to change the, the, the technique, the way they play. And, but there wasn't a single pianist who didn't like this uh, area at f first sight because uh, lots of them reminds of Schumann sonats and it's very delicate um, the way it's composed all the engineering behind the song and then again the, vocally for the tenor even though it doesn't have the high notes and I don't go very high but it's where, where, it, where it is sung it's again in a very uncomfortable place vocally, physiologically, which is what in Italian is called passaggio, passage, is where the lower voice and the mid range will meet the high pitch, which is, I'm not going to get into detail, but is where the larynx and the vocal cords work differently, anatomically different. So it's traumatic between brackets because the larynx. I might not know how to resolve it if you don't have a a solid technique. So yeah, but Very interesting. I live. We're not going to bore people with, with technical stuff. But well, I think it's important. It is because it's, it's part of any talent. There's a, many components of it, mm. which is why opera is so complicated. Oof. Very. I mean, you're talking about an entire orchestra plus. Mm. It, it's quite a production, I have to say, to put I, it together. Love to, I feel uh, blessed, honored. Uh, all the compliments I could come up with just to be minuscule particle, an atom of that world. Opera was born in the early 1600s. The first opera the word was premiered in 1608, composed by Claudio Monteverdi in Mantova. But behind all of that, there was a group. It was called Camerata Fiorentina, Florentine Chamber. There were musicians, poets, uh, intellectuals, physics, astronomists. They used to get together in the house of Conte Bardi, Count Bardi, and they wanted to come up with a new art form that could gather all the arts together so they could achieve what the Greek humanists wanted to achieve, but they, they couldn't. And they came out with opera, which didn't have a name back in the day. It was called Favole in Musica, Fable in Music. And one of the members of the Florentine Chamber was Vincenzo Galilei, was Galileo's father. Galileo was imprisoned in his yeah. home. Yeah. 
So it's a Galileo's father was one of the inventors, if you want to put it that way. Yes. Of this. They didn't believe what he said. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, and he, I think he invented the telescope or something. I think. I think he did. I think he did. He showed them a telescope and they said he was Pur si muove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an amazing story. Yes, and then that it's still alive and it sounds the same and here we are. Isn't that interesting? What a great fact to know, 16th century. Yeah. And so how did the opera come out? I mean, the word. Opera comes from... Well, opera is an Italian word, comes from the Latin opus. Opus means work, literally. Literally work. So it was one of many things. But it didn't have a name for for years. It was fabulous music, it was fabulous music. And the first opera was um, Orfeo, Orpheus, which is a singer. So they tried to, they changed the... spoken voice of an actor and changed it. I mean, it was sung theater, which makes it more powerful. If you combine the intensity of an actor with uh, everything that involves classical music, feelings, emotions, if you combine that and if you can find which is not easy, a singer who could have the same, in, who can have the intensity, the power to sing the scores the way they're meant to be sung, plus the skills of a trained actor, a Shakespearean actor, you have a bomb. You, nobody could resist that. I mean, I remember being a teacher back in Argentina and telling my students, oh, but opera is for old people. Uh, all the prejudices a, a young yes. person could have. I remember my objection to that was, listen, if you come to a theater or if you talk to somebody who goes to the opera, you will find that we're all passionate, obsessed and fanatic about it. That 100% all of us, there has to be something. It takes time, yes. It's an acquired taste, yes. But it's the same as a good wine. It takes you time to be able to palate it, to appreciate it. Same as a, a complex food. I mean, or if you want me to be affordable, not cheap, which woman would you like uh, love the most? The one that makes you work for it or the one that is yours in five minutes? <laughs> Easy drinking. Yeah, I might enjoy it. Extremely but interesting. I will quote uh, Jose Cura, <laughs> this famous tenor also from Rosario. He said it's like a very elegant uh, and hard to get lady. But once you think you have conquered her, you're already hers. Oh. That that's opera. Yeah. It's what a beautiful yeah. way of saying it. Okay. It's wonderful. <laughs> and now we're gonna sing Amortivieta.
Yeah, the story behind Long and Winding Road has to come back to my friend Peter. Yes. When we were doing that show, Cross Singing, um, I hadn't sung for two years because I stopped. I imposed discipline to myself because I wanted to finish writing my books and the documentary. So I imposed that. So I, that forced me and pushed me to finish that so I could come back to singing. So after just two years without singing, we got together, came out with this idea for the show, and we went directly to the studio without me having sung for two years. So what we're going to hear is somebody who hasn't sung for two years and all of a sudden... It's come, right back. Guess the musicians. And yes, because... Again, like I said, regarding my not very good uh, acting skills, it's also related to me, it's related to England, and it's related to it's, yeah, to my life. It's been a long and winding road to, to get here. I think it's pretty much similar yeah. for many people. And it's one what, of my what favorite... What did I have anything song? to do with last year's show? I, yeah. I don't know. You were about to perform... In September of last year, I believe. Yeah, well, that's another long story. I, <coughs> okay. I have to. Um, I had a tumor in my right vocal cord in uh, 2015. Ah, uh, no. That, uh, yeah, get me away from. <coughs> from, yeah, from getting me out of stage. Um, I'm fine now. I'm recovering. Uh, I need to work physically. Vocally, I'm fine, but I need to be able to to hold the singing and build up the stamina to to perform. And the project that started thanks to you, and I'm working again with a friend, an Argentinian composer, will be to work on, on crossover songs like Long and Winding Road, which is a Beatles song but sung with, with my classical voice. And I will quote... Jose Cura again, because he's very eloquent and smarter than I am. Once uh, a journalist approached to him and said, oh, what do you think, Jose? Because we who are not a classical music or operatic audience, for us, I mean, when a tenor sings something that's not opera, it sounds the same. It sounds like you sing an opera. You sing Queen or sings Beatles or sing a, a bolero or sing a tango or, I don't know, Chinese music, but you still sound like a tenor. Why? That makes us believe that classical singers are not versatile and blah, blah, blah. And his answer was, if you have a Steinway, which is... A piano. A very good piano. You could play Schubert. You could play Schumann. You could play Beethoven. Or you could play the Beatles. <laughs> but it will still sound with a Steinway sound. So the project, yes, it's crossover. I will sing Caruso, the My Heart Will Go On. We're working on the Titanic song, Alleluia from Leonard Cohen, just to name a few. But the orchestration and the arrangement we're, we're working on because even though, yeah, I have Italian, English heritage, but I can 
not deny that I was born and raised in Argentina, which is also part of me. So the songs, it will be sung like a tenor in the tessitur, in the range of a tenor, but the orchestration will be from the river plate, from Argentina. So instead of having violins, we'll have a bandonian. So we'll sound. Oh, I love that. Yeah, melancholic. And we're working on it. We're going to go into a studio in a couple of months. And of course, you're going to be, you are now the first person to, to know it. You're going to be the first person to to hear it once it's done. How exciting. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So, Beatles. Here we go. See what the versatility that is around? <laughs> I think it's marvelous. I think you're so talented. I can't see straight. <laughs>
exquisite. Oh, my goodness gracious. Your range is beyond. Be oh, I just got goosebumps everywhere. Oh, my Thank goodness. You. It's extraordinary. It's such a different take, but it's even more powerful. Oh, my God, it's fantastic. Ah, you're brilliant. Thank you very much, Yeah. Now, where are we going to find you? Where are my listeners going to find you? How do we find you? Well, I might come to the States and perform. Absolutely. I was trying to get you to do that. But furthermore, where, don't you have a website where people can hear uh, you? They can visit... Yes, where, where? www.fernandomesulam, M-E-S-S-U-L-A-M, Yeah, .com. They can go on YouTube. Yeah, YouTube. Just my name. Fernando Mesulman. Mesulam, yeah. And then, yeah, everything will be announced there. There will be a concert at the end of the year here at the Italian Cultural Institute in London. Wonderful. And next year there are a couple of things coming, the presentation of, of the project, of course. Fernando, spell your last name again. M-E-S-S-U-L-A-M. Okay. Does everybody get that? I mean, you could listen to it on YouTube. Yeah, or can go to my website. Or go straight to your website. Yeah. And what about the Mark Ransom? No, that's got nothing to do with it. Okay, this is absolutely the most beautiful interview I think I've ever done. I It's just so moving. Now, your voice is cured. Now, where did you get your operation? That's another funny story. Actually, I went back to Argentina because London was taken a bit too long. I was yeah. getting anxious. We prepared everything for the operation. I called my maestro, telling him everything was going on. And he said, let's not waste any time. Come here. Come where? To his house. Oh, wow. So I traveled again another five hours. Oh, my gosh. We went on a three and a half hours session of his technique. And something happened there. I felt. And after two and a half, three hours, he said, listen, I'm not hearing what we heard when you just came. Go back to the doctor as he was doing, uh, how things are. They did me the study. I'm talking about the operation was ready. The oh. clinic, everything was ready to perform the operation. So I went to his house two days before the operation. We're talking about early 2016. I went back to the doctor. They did the study again, and I had nothing at all. Virgin larynx. Remarkable. Uh, Remarkable. So, miracle, his technique. Miracle. Who knows? So, since then, I am not afraid of anything. I, more than ever, I believe in many things, but this technique and in singing and in opera and sometimes I need to go and set foot feed in Argentina just to this is where this plant grab I'm a grafting I'm an Italian grafting who was transplanted there but sometimes I have to go back and that was 
magical and I just need to work on, on the rest and So they literally the saw it in an MRI yeah. or something yeah. and then it disappeared. Yes. You need to have your voice checked all the time. Yeah. I'm fine. I'm fine. Oh, Everything's fine. I'm, I'm, I check it regularly. Unbelievable. Extraordinary. extraordinary. So yes. You were blessed. You are blessed. So And I was blessed to meet you. Is mutual. Thank you. Oh, Thank you so you're much. very powerful, Fernando. Thank you. And no, it's not Abba. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no. People used to sing, sing that to me. But, yeah, uh, come to the opera, people. It's a fascinating world. It really is. Like I said, feel honored to be a minuscule particle of it. And Remember the one, Dead Cavalier? Cavalleria Rusticana. Yeah, it's um, fantastic. It is art. It I is. believe in art. Art makes us human. Entertainment, entertain, entertain us. But if I want to get philosophical about it, it's the only trade that I like to believe in a poetical way that adds something to the universe. There is a universe plus a poem, the universe plus a song, the universe plus a sonnet. The rest we discover, decodify, decipher it. But art has no borders. I don't carry a passport when I go on stage. Amazing. We you cross all borders. Yeah. Once you're on stage, you cross all borders. That's wonderful. It's a great place to be. Yes. Oh, Fernando, you are such a sweetheart, and I wish you the best luck. Musul- ah, musalam. It's wonderful. Allah, 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 no. whatever. <laughs> well, whatever people want to say. You are amazing. You are gifted, and you were blessed. And for that... We are all grateful to have you in our lives and to listen to you. So please, everybody, listen to his exquisite voice. Well, first of all, it moves me. You move me. So hopefully you'll move more than me because I think you're remarkable and you're extremely talented. So thank you so much for sharing your wonderful stories. And please continue, and I will be back next year, and we're going to keep up this, keep up the show and keep up our music, and we're going to do it again. So... I hate to end this, but lead us on into temptation. We can find it ourselves. God bless and have a wonderful day. Thank you so much, Fernando. Thank you.